What is up, everybody? Cali Connect Podcast, episode 21. Hey, if you have not listened to the first 20 episodes, make sure you go to Spotify or wherever you find your podcast. Listen to the first 20 episodes. Like I am excited about today's episode. We already have him waiting in the waiting room. Um, We're a little behind. Are you excited? But I'm not going to let him in. Hold on a second. I'm not going to let him in right now. But yes, I'm a little excited. A little excited. Not going to lie. We have Stephen Neal. Uh, 1999 U.S. I mean, uh, a world champion, world, world U.S. Champion. Open champion. Yes, sir. Um, beat Brock Lesnar's ass one time in the NCAA's. Um, so um, he's right now he's at Poway, the Poway RTC at Poway High School, yeah, San Diego, an alumni of San Diego High School down there. I don't know if it's San Diego High School or it's um, a high school in San Diego, but we're about to find out. But I'm a big fan yeah. of this dude. I, I want to say that. Uh... I, I, I wouldn't call him a dude. He's a man. He's a he man. is the man. Shout out to uh, Mugs Coffee for supplying this uh, cold oh. brew that we got here. Oh, Mugs. 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 Uh, Mugs. And what are we drinking today? Our, uh, our Black Rifle? No, this is the Pete's because we were Ooh. low on the Black Rifle. So. Oh, wow. All right, here we go. So are you guys yeah, ready? Bring him in. Yeah, let's do yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring in the big dog. All right, here we go. We got Stephen Neal. Let's let him in. Let him in. And um, we're going to go from there, man. I'm pretty excited about this interview. Um, hopefully he's listened to episodes one and 20 because we got to ask him about the top 10 because he might he might have petitioned his way into my top 10. So oh, petitioned in. Huh? I put him in mine. He petitioned in. I completely fly. I, I put completely him, forgot I, about. I put Stephen Neal in my top ten. I don't no, know. You did I, oh, not. Yes, no, I did. you did. Not, yes. Man. Oh, hey, Steve. How you doing, man? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, Coach? Oh, nothing much. Am I uh, muted or we're good? No, yeah, you're we're good. good. You're we're good. live right now. We are live, man. You, you're good to go. I'm not too good with technology, so <laughs> it's I'm, all right, man. Thank I'm you. See myself up here. Thank you for taking the time to be on uh, our our podcast. Um, you know, I'm Coach Chris. This is Robbie. I think you know Robbie a little bit. And then that's Steve Gee up at the Concord Youth Center. This is our 21st episode of, of our podcast, so we're pretty excited. And then when I reached out to you, I was pretty excited that you that you actually answered my text. So I was like, yeah, because you are telling the guys earlier, you're kind of one of my childhood, uh, you know, um, idols growing up, watching you wrestle Cal State Bakersfield and, and uh, beating Brock Lesnar's ass that one time in the NCAAs. Um, and then watching you win three Super Bowls uh, was was pretty was pretty cool. So um, it was it's an honor to have you on the show, and thank you for taking the time to be on. Well, thanks for having me. So I'm feeling feeling old now. You know, you're watching me when you're a kid. <laughs> <laughs> this is this was in the '90s, man. Can you believe that? Yeah, That's yeah. that long ago, man. We're not in the '90s still. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> so again, thank you for taking the time, man. We we I know I have a ton of questions. They have a ton of questions. So what? What we kind of do here on the podcast, I don't know if you've listened before, but um, what, what, what we we kind of started this because, you know, we're on the national team, on the national coaching staff for California, you know, the Fargo staff. And, and we were sitting around Fargo last year and, and I'm wondering, kind of thinking how we can bring awareness or to to the team again and kind of bring it back to national dominance and getting these kids on the team. And, and so we're like, let's start a podcast. You know, let's bring on all the people that are from California in the past that either went to Fargo or wrestled in California. Long list of people, including yourself. So um, we're here. And and, and uh, my first question to you, Coach, is did you wrestle at Fargo? Uh, yeah, so I qualified in 1994. I took fourth in state. 
Uh, my dad dragged, dragged me up to the state uh, freestyle tournament. I didn't want to go. We actually had a camping trip for our uh, econ class. We were going to go that weekend. But he dragged me up to Bakersfield East High in the hot gym in the summertime and uh, won the freestyle state, qualified to Fargo. And then I went to Fargo and um, had a pretty good run there. So how did you do in Fargo? Did I, did I miss that? Um, well, we had workouts. I'll <laughs> tell you a funny story. Um, we, had, we were working out at Overfelt High School. And um, they had the whole group of kids in the gym. And I was on the, um, like the left side of the gym and all the cool kids were on the right side, all the state champs, all the Calvert, Calvert kids, <laughs> uh, Guerrero, all the, you know, all those stud guys, you know? And uh, so the coaches are like, go around, introduce yourself, say your name, um, where you're from and what your plans are to do as part of. So everyone, the first three or four kids are like, oh, my name is whatever from so-and-so high school. I'm super excited to be here. I just, hopefully I can win one match. Oh, another guy, I, hopefully I can make day two. And then it comes to me and I'm like, my name is Stephen Neal. I'm from San Diego High School and I'm going to win the tournament. And everyone started laughing at me. Um, <laughs> and it's like, okay, all right. Like I honestly thought I was going to win the tournament. And then um, sure enough, it's the last day of, of freestyle. And we had three guys in the finals, uh, Norman Abbas, uh, Josh Holiday, and I was two twenties. I was the other guy in the finals. Those two guys both had close matches and lost and it comes down to me. And then I end up winning the tournament um, in Fargo and I have a somewhere, I got a huge like bracket sheet from back in the day, but it was kind of funny. Cause everyone's like this guy, no one even knew say he was going to win. We didn't know he was, and then he ends up winning. So it was kind of, I just think, you know, the power of belief and to understand your skill set, it goes so far. Absolutely. Awesome. We talk about that all the time. Yeah. Power yeah. belief, leaving within your training and stuff like that. It's, it's, it's really important. And someone's um, going to win it. Might as well be you. Might as well be you. Exactly. <laughs> we li I literally had the conversation yesterday with the kids because we have a lot of kids that are, are in our club right now. A good amount of kids that are just lacking that self-confidence and that that power of belief like guys if you want to do it you can do it and you can dream it and we had a, i sat here because we wrestled at the association duels and the kids were just like not believing in themselves and you can totally see when it comes to somebody that had any accolades to their name it's like oh I, I, this guy's gonna be tough and it's like no dude you can win you can beat whoever you want to beat you just got to believe it so no that's that's huge right there that's huge yeah, and I think if you know, this is the other thing I, I think is huge that people, it, it seems like it's so complicated. If you're honest with yourself and you say, okay, this is the reason why I won't win Fargo because I suck on bottom. Well, either you can't go on bottom or you have to work on it good enough where, okay, I know this is my weakness. got to figure this thing out. So yeah. I, I asked myself in 1999, going to the world championships, what's going to stop me from winning the world championship? And it was like, I'm going to get turned with a gut wrench. So the entire training camp, I, every time we did top and bottom, I went down every time I let a guy lock a gut wrench. And I fought like hell for the two months preparation or month or whatever, because I knew that was my weak spot. And then in the finals, I ended up uh, reversing the, the Russian, you know, stepping over and getting a two, two, point, uh, two points from the bottom position because I worked on it and I knew my weakness. And I think that's one thing kids miss is they don't want to focus on their weak points because it doesn't make them feel good and happy and shiny or whatever i don't know it just it, it seems like if you understand this is what's going to hold me back and you work on it it can become a strength not a weakness and uh, that's something i like to preach to the kids uh, but being honest with yourself is so tough these days uh i don't it's crazy crazy time we live in yeah that's the thing with kids now is they don't they don't really want to 
say, oh, I'm not good at this. They just everything they try to keep everything positive and just it doesn't work that way. You're not going to get any any better at what you're what you're not good at. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Even even like the uh, um, I, when I was at the OTC and the 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 freestyle team would come over to us and um, they would uh, they would we would be working parterre. And those guys wouldn't even work on top. They're like, "Oh, this takes too much energy. I don't. I don't. I'm only gonna do takedowns." It's like yeah. you're wasting opportunity to finish matches and like again work on your weaknesses. To say they're a weakness is is one just something you're not as good at. On top, you can be just as good, yeah. and it doesn't happen anymore. It's it's the generation, or, or I don't know, the people just don't think they don't like to think that way. They're like, Oh, I'll just take them down 10 times or five times. And that's how I'm going to win matches. It's yeah. like, oh. what if he gets on top? Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I, um, so we have, we have a lot of your, your Poway, uh, guys coming to Tulsa in a couple, couple weeks when the junior dual team, I'll be out there with them. And, and, uh, like, uh, Farha, we got Adam, we got Bomberger. Um, who else we got on the team? I think Elias, um, I really like what what's going on down there in Poway. I'm a big Poway guy. I love that guy, Coach Myers. Good guy. Um, was was it your plan after you were done competing and and playing football and things like that? Was it your plan to always get back into coaching, or was that just something that kind of fell in your lap and you went back home and and or was that it, it just come out of nowhere? Uh, well, I I um, I love the sport of wrestling. Uh, my son, he's a sophomore, and uh, to be honest, growing up here in San Diego. Everybody hates Poway, and I, I, was, yeah. I was one of them too. And um, I did not want to live in Poway, but the, the the house that we found, it was like the perfect house. It had everything I wanted, and it was in Poway. And I was like, <laughs> close enough to Ranch Bernardo, maybe I could send my kids there. I like blue. I don't like green. Um, but then uh, uh, my daughter started going to Poway, and and so um, and like I said, the Coach Myers does a great job. Uh, all all the coaching staff there, they do mm -hmm. a great job. And so then my son. During COVID, um, he was he was in eighth grade, and then uh, I have a basketball court, and they built a wrestling room, and then from then on, I've just been kind of you know, kind of sliding into the Poway thing, and and uh, I'm I'm fully invested in Poway now. Uh, I enjoy going to practice. I go enjoy seeing those guys get after it. Those kids, they work super hard, and um, we got mindset Mike over here working with. I mean, we got I, I mean, Coach Mal's over here. Mike Mal, I mean, there's a there's a, a huge staff here, um, great coaches, uh, great people, and I'm glad to be part of it. You guys are definitely doing something great over there, man. You got, I, I love, I love Larry Root. He's, he's one of my favorite guys up there, man. I got to, to spend some time with him in uh, Tools last year, and then uh, Fargo last year, and, and really love his attitude and how how he goes about things, and very respectful. And, and like you said, a lot of people don't like Poway kids. You know, they don't like Poway. You know, yeah. it's, it's like, and then you know, talking to these kids. Spent some time with them at the Fargo training camp last year, and I'm like, these kids are awesome, man. They're respectful. They listen. They're coachable. Out, hold on. Hold Why on. do people whoa, whoa. not like Poway, though? Time out, though. Time out. They don't know how to pick up trash. That is one thing. <laughs> I'm on it. If I'm in the tournament, they're going to pick up trash. So <laughs> just guys, to get – I take the trash can to them. That was, that Robbie's, was, that was Robbie's thing. <laughs> so last year, last year at camp, you know, the – the room was just trashed in one corner, one corner. And we, we see who was in it and it was all your Poway boys. And everybody ended up doing like 200 burpees because of the, all the trash. So what the deal was for every piece of trash that coach Valario picked up, 
it was 10 burpees and he, he picked up a lot of trash he picked up 20 pieces and was like all right we're good <laughs> and he goes 200 <laughs> sounds fine <laughs> and it was all in that corner so uh the, the, it was funny because all everybody else uh we were all doing it and they're like I know it's the power wave, guys. I know it's the power. I'm caught. All the Gilroy boys were going after them. So, hey, make sure they start picking up their trash. Hopefully, after the burpees, they learned their lesson. But Yeah, I'm on. We uh, we have such a nice room and facility. <laughs> we have five mats in the facility. Nice. It's it's a nice room. But I'm all, and they're all the time like, guys, come on. We got to clean up. And, and the one thing we don't have is like hooks on the wall. So, their bags Everywhere. cover up the ground. It's like, come on, guys. We have such a nice room. I mean. I've been all over and, and there's no high school I've ever been to has a facility like they have. So it's, you're right. We got to take, do a better job, take care of it. <laughs> and I'm always on them. It's, it's I bet you are. I, I yeah. know you are. I, I know yeah. you are. And that's what I want to say. I'm going to say, Hey, we can co- uh, coach Neil over there. He told me you got to yeah. pick up trash. At, at yeah, yeah. Get on them. Get on Better them. pick up your trash here. You're going to have problems. So, <laughs> so why, why don't people like Poway? What's the, what's the hate going on? Uh, in San Diego, they've won the section 45 years in a row. They, cool. they, yeah, it's been no competition. And every, every once in a while, it's like, we're going to win, you know, and then uh, they just get smoked. So, like, the B team <laughs> – and, and, and the good thing is 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 Myers understands this, and so he sends – there's an A team and a B team. The A team goes to all the tough tournaments. The B team goes too. Um, but for the most part, the B team can probably be third – it's top five in the county. That's how – solid the room is yeah there's a lot of tough kids don't even get a chance to go to state or qualify mm. um, that's just how tough tough it is over here wow. so <clears throat> we and we have people are mad about what is going like okay that's crazy to me 45 years there's yeah, never been a, a different section champion uh the one year in in my senior year 1994 granite hills snuck them so really 1994 uh granite hills uh beat them uh, at masters they lost that's the they beat them at masters. Yeah. i did not i did not know that's that that's i didn't um, either that that's that's a that's pretty crazy. crazy now i understand why everybody now it makes sense that, now it makes sense <laughs> now it makes sense everybody hates a winner <laughs> yeah. you know? so i was ready to come back here and we're gonna beat power you know and then yeah. Yeah, being right on the line and and now i joined them so <laughs> <laughs> hey don't blame me don't blame you so coach what, what we try to preach to a lot of our guests is like we bring on people who, you know, uh, past athletes who competed in Fargo and were all Americans or champs or were just part of the team. And now they're either wrestling NCAAs or like yourself, they're retired or they're just coaches. Right. Um, what, what, what do you think is, is the benefit for, for young athletes and, and kids to be able to wrestle at, at Fargo or Tulsa and, and, and how that changes them and develops them into who they are, like kids like yours, like, like Laird Root and, and and um and Farha, what it does to them mentally and the maturity and the maturation process of, of those kids. How do you think that benefits them wrestling at these big tournaments like that? Well, I think uh everyone has the magazines, you know, you look through or the maybe it's not magazines, maybe it's online, they have the rankings and everything. And uh I think it's a really good opportunity to wrestle guys that are listed above you and guys wrestle, listed below you. Um, because it's like if you have the right attitude. Like I'm going to get to wrestle this guy and I'm going to take his spot. Or if you're like, I'm going to wrestle this guy and he's, he's ranked higher than me. I'm, I'm scared. And everyone's just, we're all people, you know, and you might have better skill sets. Like if I was going to wrestle Robbie and Greco, I have no chance because I'm terrible in Greco, but I'm not going to try to wrestle him, you know, like this. I'm going to jump around. <laughs> I'm going to try to arm drag. I, I'm not going to try to wrestle to his strength, you know? 
um, I'm not going to wrestle it anymore anyways, but um, I'm just saying, like, it's a good I, already, I already tried that one time. It didn't go very well. Yeah. Yeah. And I, like I said, he, the gut wrench uh, uh, for Greco guys is a lot, they're a lot better than the freestyle guys. <laughs> I'm staying out of that room. Um, but uh. the, the, the bottom line, it's a great opportunity to get to see your, your opponents and get to tested. And then if you do lose to someone, which it happens to everyone, if you can dissect what happened and why you lost, you can improve tremendously, you know, and then understand this guy's better in this situation than I am. So either I got to get better in that situation or I got to stay away from that situation. Like, you know, this guy got an underhook and scored every time. I got to stop the underhook from happening. And, you know, and you can stop an underhook by shooting in on the legs. I mean, you can do different things to avoid their best, best situations. So I think it's a great opportunity to get the better competition to get to go against these ranked guys, to see that you're right there, or to see that you got uh, a ways to go. I see you guys everywhere, man. Everywhere, you know. We bump into each. I saw you what last weekend and regionals, and then freestyle state, and I, we see you guys everywhere. You guys are grinding all the time, so that's 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 good to see. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of kids there in Poway, um, and right now they have a region uh, regional <laughs> training center going on, and so it's a kind of a training area for all kids in San Diego, whoever wants to come. And so it's nice. We get kids. Uh, it's a little later practice time because we have to have kids coming from all over the county. But um, great opportunity to get more people in the room. And the room's big enough. Like I said, you have five mats, um, a, a dedicated weight room in there. It's it's a really nice facility. Jeez. Is that all the facility at the school? Yeah. So back in 2000, I think, um, Doc Monday, he donated a million dollars to build this building on campus. So they used to be in a, the wrestling room was like a gymnastics room across from the gym. And then they built this dedicated room and it's really, really nice. And they have, like I said, a full weight room. Uh, and there's a, one room has three mats and the other room has two mats. And then there's coach's office. It's, it's a really nice facility. Wow, that's awesome. Um, so yesterday I was talking mentality with my kid, the kids up here. And, um, and one of the kids is like, well, how do you like distill that mentality in your brain? And I told him like, it started for me at a young age from my father and, and, and kind of working. When did you get the, that kind of, killer instinct in that and um mentality of hey i want to be the best and i don't care I, I rather if i go out and if somebody's ranked higher than me or supposedly better than me i'm gonna beat them and i'm gonna like it shows a, a change right like i people are gonna remember me for beating that guy not for him beating me you know he's supposed to beat me right and that's kind of what i was saying like when i was wrestling guys I would go out and it's like, hey, I'm going to make them remember my name and I'm going to make it, I'm going to shock the world sometimes. And, and I never had that fear of going out and wrestling somebody. I feel the same way with you is, is the same thing is, hey, I'm going to go out, like you said, for Fargo, I'm going to go win this tournament and, and people laugh at you. When did that start for you? And then how do you think you can distill that into your athletes? Uh, and, and what do you tell them how to distill that into their athletes? Because I mean, you're not just a world champion. You're, you're, you've, one in the highest level in two different sports and so kind of talk about that championship mentality and, and how you can get it ingrained into other kids yeah that's a that's a tough one because um for one i hate losing i'm sure you hate losing too i mean i'd rather not even play than to go out and lose so when i do decide to go play something or do something i'm gonna do whatever i can to try to give myself a chance to win and it sucks early on when you're going against people that are way better than you. I started wrestling in ninth grade and I just remember just getting the crap kicked out of me all, you know, all the time. But then it's like, Oh, I got a cradle. I just got a cradle. You know, you're super, super excited about that one maneuver, you know, and then 
it just kind of builds and you start getting these tools in your toolbox. And I, I think the one thing that allowed me to compete in, in different sports is understanding the rules and understanding strategy. Now, I, I used to watch sports, all sports with my dad. Um, we'd sit on the couch. I have two brothers. We'd watch the French Open for <laughs> tennis. We'd watch basketball. We'd watch golf. We'd watch whatever. And we're always trying to figure out strategies to have success. And so that's the one thing with kids these days is they just want to see the highlights. They want to see the moves. They don't understand how to set things up and how to, you know, have a strategy to win. Because how many times you, you watch any sport, the better team loses because the other team had a better strategy. And so I, I think that helped me tremendously understanding that because I knew um, going into certain tournaments, like I have really good offense and my defense isn't the greatest. So if I try to wrestle someone and beat them three to two, I'm probably going to lose. But if I go light up the scoreboard, I could probably win a 17 to 13 match, you know? Mm -hmm. And so understanding that aspect and then going and trying to stay in my positions of, of strength and then understanding like the strategy I needed allowed me to have success. And I think a lot of kids, they, they want to rely on, okay, I'm going to keep it close and try to win at the end. And you can win a lot that way, but then you can lose to anyone that way also. So it, it's tough with the kids trying to get them to, to buy into the strategy, try to get them to buy into each and every day at practice. You got to work on, uh, you know, scoring points if that's what you want to do. You know, uh, you can't just sit around and just, oh, no one took me down today. It's like, well, yeah, you got one takedown in two hours. That's not a good, that's not a good exchange rate there. Um, but yeah, it, it's tough with the kids because they all think different. Um, and I, I think a lot of the kids at Poway, they don't like to lose. But I think some of them, they, they, they have certain strategies that might work at certain levels. But it's like, man, we got to go out there and score points. And for the most part, these kids are working really hard to try to do that. Um, but um, sometimes you get in situations where it's it's a tight match and then you tighten up. And then, you know, to be honest, I, I when I wrestled Brock Lesnar, I should have just, just gone for like 25 takedowns because there's yeah. no way he could have, you know, maybe he takes me down once, you know, uh, maybe he takes me down five times, but I had to get 20 of them, you know, and I didn't do that. And I, I actually wrestled a match that kind of put me on a path to, to losing. That was not the style that I wrestled. I had two matches that weren't bonus points that entire season. And, and that was the closest match I had for two years was against Lesnar. So um, just kind of understanding that. And then who cares what the moment is just go out there and wrestle your style um, and compete. I think that's, that's the things that I would try to recommend, but it's, it's tough to have other kids buy into that um, 365, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a, the, the, like I said, the championship mentality is, is in, in just the, I wish I swear I can swear. I don't just I don't give an f who you are, what you've done, <laughs> yeah, yeah, where you're from. I'm gonna go out and we're gonna battle and we're gonna fight, you know. And yeah, it's uh, a lot of kids now, and I don't know about none of these kids. I feel have ever been in a fight, like a real fight, you know, like yeah. And 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 that's what people think of, you know, like what's the difference between generations is we fought, <laughs> you know, like we fought and and we had people come at us and then you know we figured it out yeah. and, and it's not a, I don't want to say they're softer. They just don't have that adversity because a lot of the fighting. You can say, you can say, you can say it, dude. It's, it's okay. <laughs> a little softer, a little softer on the edge. Yeah. My, Myers and I and the other coaches we talk and it's like, we have them doing hand fighting and it's like, okay, someone's going to fight. And they, they get <laughs> yeah. to a point they're banging, you know, and it's like, man, no one's going to fight today. Yeah. And it, I don't think there's been a fight in that room 
for the you know two or three years I've been going in there. But is that a good is that a good thing or is that is that like man, well, I, I wish I, I hope you know I don't know. That's a, <laughs> I don't want to commit to, to you want to pick, you want to be picking a fight. Come on, somebody fight. So <laughs> when I was at the OTC one uh one time and we, I was young, I was a young kid. Uh and but Brad Veering. Um mm. and he 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 was one of my idols in, in Minnesota, Minnesota? Nebraska. 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 And um he took me under his wing, him and, and Justin Reese. And we're in we did the Frazier used to have us do wall drills where one guy's on the wall and you can't back up because you're on the wall and you're pummeling. The other guy is in front of you just beating you. Well, we're going and he, he hits me in the jaw once, and then I, I'm like, okay. And so he hits me in the jaw again. I'm like, oh, I'm getting punched. And so I start punching back, and we're going. And now we're throwing just straight fists. I'm, my back's against the wall, and he's just going straight at my face and hitting me. And we're throwing hands at each other. The whistle blows, and Frazier's clapping, and he just walks away. I'm like, whoa, what just happened here? <laughs> you know, and, but that's that, like. <laughs> and I learned a, a lesson at that moment in time. I was an adult, so we can't, you know, like we teach the youth and stuff. But like, I was like, oh, okay. Now I understand when they mean fight. They actually mean like, let's get in this and yeah. and not back down. And so I, it, it's, I, again, hand fighting is a huge part of it. And you want to see it. And you're like, you just somebody, yeah. somebody just, just get there and, and maybe just do it a little bit. We'll stop it from <laughs> happening. Just, yeah. just get in there. It just shows that that there's you know that that sense that they don't want to they don't want to back down they're not going to give anything up. Got yeah. that dog. They got that dog in them, yeah. man. Yeah, oh, got that dog I mean, in them. Wrestling's a fight. I mean, uh, our coach <clears throat> used to tell us that all the time. He's like, it's wrestling's a fight with rules. You know, yeah. you got to stay within the, the the rule set. But every once in a while, you, you can get a little club. You can you can hit him with a forearm. You know, it's 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 within the rules. You yeah, know? for sure. Coach, did you wrestle for was TJ Kerr your coach back in Cal State Bakersfield? TJ Kerr and then uh, Daryl Pope. He was my day to day coach. We wrestled every day. He recruited me. Uh, we had uh, Rich Bailey was our technique guy. Uh -huh. um, we had a great staff there. The freshman year, we took third in the nationals. It was yeah. Iowa, Iowa State, Cal State Bakersfield. Uh, just who else, who else did you guys have there with, with there at Cal State Bakersfield? Um, well, one of the coaches at Escalon, Derek Scott, mm -hmm. was there. Um, we had Moses, Moses Delphin. Uh, Delphin was there. Yeah, Del uh, Moses Delphin was there. Uh, Pasco Daru. He was. He took second in the country. He was from Colorado. Um, Kobe Wright. He's over there at Bakersfield High. Oh, yeah, Walker was there. We had. There's a ton of guys out there that um that are, are coaching now. Um, but we had a, just a tough room. And it, like I said, in our room, we got in fights all the time. And the coach is like, "All right, break." It's like, all right, we got two more minutes to wrestle. And it's like, dang it, they just fought. Now they got to wrestle. Um, <laughs> and then uh, it was funny because the on campus, people would be walking by the room and like we throw people out the doors and, you know, pe people are yelling and screaming in there. And, and everyone's like, what goes on in that room? <laughs> so uh, but we, we just, it was like today, the goal of practice is you're going to break your opponent, you know, and we were just, just in there fighting and whoever asked for a break, they lost, you know, yeah. they got broke. So, um, you know, Luke's, Luke's doing a good job there at Bakersfield. It's a tough situation, but we're starting to get funding back from the school. And so hopefully that's going to help out for, you know, 12 years where we're self-funded and it's tough to recruit against other schools that let other recruits know that. So, um, they're, they're on the right track and, um, hopefully we'll get it back, get it back going. What, what's your thoughts on, on, on the NIL now and how that affects, you know, recruiting and college? 
colleges like Cal State Bakersfield who don't. You know have- what? That's that's a really good. Uh, it, it's a good tool, I think, because typically when you donate to a school, um, they have the say, and it's got to be split halfway through Title Nine with the female and the male. And, and if you just say, I want this to go to wrestling, um, you don't get that opportunity. Uh, I think NIL, NIL is a great opportunity where you can just be like, hey, we're going to give money to this group of people. And it doesn't have to be split. It doesn't have to be politically you know, correct, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't figured that out as far as Cal State Bakersfield yet. But I know a lot of other schools, they have, uh, yeah, that's a whole huge you know, part of their deal, getting kids to transfer from here to there. I, I don't like to transfer so much. I like old school. You commit somewhere, you go. Um, but if they allow the coaches to jump ship, you got to let the, the players jump ship too. So it's it's a – there's – I don't know. seems like California, we, we're, we're like that story where the guy swallows a fly and no one knows why, and then he swallows a spider. <laughs> and he, and then, you know, we're swallowing <laughs> elephants now. It's like, what the heck are we creating? Yeah. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> it's, it's tough. It's a slippery slope, man. When you start to get that, you know what I mean. You, it's it's real slippery and, and it's a thin line to walk. And and I don't know if it's a good thing, and I don't know if it's a bad thing. But but at some point, you know, especially when you're talking about football, you know. Oh, geez, yeah, that's it, it, that's buku bucks, and 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 mm-hmm. you know, it's it's kids are millionaires at 19 now, and <clears throat> in college, and and you know, that's the incentive instead of just you know working hard and 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 but. Just to give you a heads up, uh, Chris is a boost uh, a donor for <laughs> Iowa, so he is part of the NIL problem for Iowa. So just just watch watch what you say about Iowa. He takes a big yeah. offense to it. Well, I wasn't going to mention anything, but since you mentioned it, <laughs> the oh, only yeah. the, I mean the only reason I am is because like I said like I I watched wrestling in the '90s, right? And when he was on ESPN, the, the semifinals, like I watched yourself and. Iowa, Mark Ironside, those Joe Williams, all those guys. So when I was growing up wrestling, those were the guys at Iowa. You know, the big thing. They were they were the you know big names of, of wrestling. So that's who I used to watch. And and so Robbie always makes fun of me because he's like, "Why don't you donate to the California schools?" I'm like, "Well, because I I, I didn't root for a California. I root for people. I root for, I rooted for you. I rooted for because I it, you were a big dude and you wrestled like this little one twenty five pounder. He went to a California like, school. I, I know." I know. I was just like, this guy, This how does he do that? Like the way you, I, I, the match that you talked about when you wrestled the Russian um, in the world champ came up on, on something that when I was researching, doing some research and, and that dude looks like, I, he looks like the scariest person I've ever seen. And I was like, man, dude, that dude is big. I thought you were big, but he made you look small. I was like, man, this dude is big. And then you ended up beating him. I was like, man. It was. It's just cool to watch, and and, and um, you know that's kind of my era of wrestling was 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 you guys. So it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yeah, I was so tough. Um, and Gable, man, he had those guys believing they could probably run through walls. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. if Gable said to do it, they would do it. You know, I mean, it was definitely different in a Penn State's like that now. Um, but yeah, it's it's great the coverage we have for wrestling. You have the Big Ten Network, uh, ACC Network. They're doing a really good job with. Um, they're Friday night duels. So there's a lot of good wrestling you can watch. Um, being here in California, because we don't have very many schools anymore, unfortunately. Uh, Tile 9 really did a job on us. And I think it was last year, two years ago, was the 50th anniversary. And I was so pissed watching Nationals. And they had everyone that was working the tables. They had 50th anniversary of Tile 9 shirts on on the tables. And it's just like, man, that's so jacked up. I have two daughters, and I love the fact that we're promoting, we're supporting women's sports. 
but you shouldn't at the expense of a male sport cut their opportunity to give an opportunity they got to find more funding and create more opportunity not not take opportunity away and in in wrestling and men's volleyball they they just got wrecked unfortunately yeah going back just a little bit you were talking about how you said you know gable had the iowa guys believing they could run through walls i mean kerr kerr did a lot with with you guys down at bakersfield and had a lot of success what what kind of stuff did you know not many people really know too much about him. What kind of stuff did he have you guys believe in? Because, I mean, like I said, you guys did had a, had a really successful program, and especially being as small as Cal State was. Yeah, so just I think Robbie touched on it earlier. Um, it's like we're going to go and we're going to fight. And, you know, you might lose. This guy's never going to wrestle you in his life again. Um, he trained us. We, we trained really hard. We didn't do too much technique. It was just like, we're going to get in there. We're going to bang his head. We're going to headbutt. We're going to, you know, whatever we have to do. And, uh, and we're going to try to break this guy. So it was, it was all about trying to break your opponent. Um, we did it daily and then we got an opportunity to compete. And there, I can't tell you how many of our guys were not as skilled as the, their opponents, but they just found a way to beat them. And I mean, you got a guy like Kobe, Wright. Um, Man, it was so fun to watch him, but, like, no one could do what he was doing. He's, like, leg cradling you. He, he could do all this crazy stuff. And then we had a guy, Jason Ramstetter. If you put him in the Iranian, he would jump into that. He had this little – he would jump over top, grab your arm. He'd jump over the side, put his leg – I mean, they just – we had all these guys that had their little signature uh, deals. And uh, it wasn't like we're all going to use underhooks. It was like, hey, you go out there, you find a way to win. And uh, Coach Kerr had us all in tremendous shape. And then he had us all believing we could do whatever. And uh, Coach Pope was, uh, Daryl Pope, he was so uh, so good at, at, at getting our mindsets right. You know, he'd always just talk to you and give a speech. And next thing you know, you're like, man, we're going to go do this. And then um, you'd go and do it. And I think the year we took third, we wrestled uh, Lock Haven at um, Virginia Duels. And we got beat 30-something to three in a duel meet against Lock Haven. And then we just found a way, you know, through that to just battle and win the Pac-10 for the first time and then go take third in the country. So um, there's definitely ups and downs, but we we tried to just fight. And then sometimes Coach would be pissed at us and he'd make us run stairs before duels. And, <laughs> you know, Coach, it's a weight cutting day. I, I, we don't care. We're doing monkey rolls for two hours. You're like, oh. So uh, <laughs> there was a he always said there's a method to his madness, but I think he was just there's madness sometimes too. So. <laughs> I had a friend. I had a friend who graduated from uh, Cal State Bakersfield. He's about my age. He, his name's David Garcia. He was, um, <clears throat> I think I went on a recruiting trip with him back in, to Cal State Bakersfield. He had all these stories about Coach Kerr and how crazy he was and how, like how much he used to yell. He's like, dude, this guy's crazy, dude. And I'm like, and you want me to go there, bro? He's like, yeah, but it's cool, bro. <laughs> he's like, no, he's crazy, dude. He makes us run like fields. And I was like, man, that's. He had all these crazy stories about how crazy Coach Kerr was, and I was like, "Man, why do you want me to go there then?" Well, the one thing is, he really, he really cared about his wrestlers. Um, he would fight for you too. Um, but if you weren't representing the style that he wanted, if you're over here stalling, being on the edge, he would be yelling at the ref. He's stalling, you know. He's yelling at our guys, like calling for stalling, you know. It was. <laughs> And then he always would be yelling to break someone's arm or something. And it seems like the, the crowd would get quiet. He's like, break it off. You know, he'd be yelling and he's just like, oh, but uh, he really did care about his kids, uh, the kids, um, you know, um, but yeah, he was, he was a little intense. Um, I don't think he could be coaching these days. I think kind of like, Jay Robinson, I mean, there's no way. Yeah. Cause it's like, yeah, there's, there's, he canceled. 
yeah, you, you, know, you can only wrestle for 20 hours a week. And it's like, screw that. We're doing 60. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we had a couple of times we didn't run hard enough on the run. It's like, let's do it again. You're like, dang it, man. <laughs> ran hard. Uh, um, uh, a couple of times with road trips, uh, like, well, there was never any meal money. And um, you get through the first round of the tournament and he'd just go like, all right, you, 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 let's go. And the guys in and the women's like got to eat. <laughs> the other guys were on their own, you know. So it was just. <laughs> and so the guys would start bringing food, and it's like, why don't you just win? And then you can yeah. Yeah. You know? you just win. That's so like, so he's feeding his winners. Like that's, yeah. that's, that's you yeah, start winning, you always, get food. That's a little motivation. Always four to a room, you know. Got four four guys to the room. You know, just we just we wanted to compete at the highest level. We just didn't have the, the budget for it, so we just found a way. But um, doesn't that make you tougher though? Like I that I makes so. you that I. You're not pampered, right? Scrapping you're, you're, for food, you're, man. You're exactly. You're scrapping for food. You're 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 doing your thing. I I I I love that way of coaching. Like, that's kind of how the Greco world is. Is like you don't get the high the highlight. You don't get the, the, the that good stuff. But yep. pays to be a winner. Pays to be a winner. It does. But at the same time, like you bond. Like when you're four to a room and you like you bond with your brothers. You might hate your coach, but you bond with your brothers. It's awesome. Um, I got you. You've mentioned it now uh, twice uh, about breaking people. What can you tell us how addicting and how much you love to break people and kind of <laughs> what go into that? Or because I love breaking somebody. When you feel someone's spirit break, it's like it's the best thing in the world. So you want to dig into that a little deeper? Yeah, um, there, you could win or you could lose, but if you break someone, whether you win or lose, that that is the the ideal situation because. <laughs> you know, you own them, you know? And, and so, um, I used to love my first couple of years, I was just trying to get wins. And then I got to a point, my, um, probably my, my sophomore year, late sophomore year, I was able to start getting a lot of wins. And then, um, my junior and senior year, I, I was able to, to dominate pretty well. And so I, I wasn't just trying to win three to two, seven to four, I was trying to uh, make these guys break to the point of the next time I wrestle them, they're not even thinking about winning. They're just like, man, I hope I don't get embarrassed. Mm -hmm. So I would try to take them down, let them go. I would run them off the mat. And, and it wasn't because I was like, a, I'm not a mean guy, but I probably came off as really mean, but I was just trying to break them for like the rest of their competing career. So every time I wrestled, I have an easier advantage. Um, so yeah, hard, hard shots. I used to hit, I used to love hitting a double leg. And running through guys because I know once I do that, yeah, you, 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 it's like getting slam dunk on a basketball, you know. It's like I just dunked on you. Mm -hmm. So I really tried to to break my opponents. Um, and then in practice, you got to be careful. I was a heavyweight and I was the biggest guy in the room, so you can't be doing that to your guys because they're they're not going to want to wrestle you or they won't wrestle you hard. They'll just turn down. So you have to be a little more careful in practice um, wrestling that style. So that's it's kind of fun opportunity to do that in competition. I could step it up a little more, but yeah, yeah. Like, like you said, breaking people is so much fun. Um, and, and the good thing is like, you could be dead tired, but you can't show it. You just got to keep running back to center and, you know, you know, it's that, that mindset. And that's yeah. a couple of guys on our team are really good with that. And a couple of guys are really bad. Um, yeah. and I'm not going to mention names, but we're trying to work <laughs> on them. It's like, you got to wrestle through the edge of the mat, come back and no matter as long, what, as long as they're not going to Tulsa in a couple of weeks, then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I'm not gonna... <laughs> it's it's that fit, 
<laughs> it's that fake it till you make it. I was like, you know, like I don't care how tired you could be so dog tired. Smile. Just smile. And that guy's gonna look at you while you're both dog tired. And if you're smiling and he's like, Whoa, dude, like what's wrong with you? Like <laughs> a little, it messes with your mind a little bit. You know, playing those mentals game. Is there a match or a tournament that you can that sticks out like, oh man, that was that was just a good one? Like a time where you where you just you really just broke someone and you just you felt it and it just is there without without you know putting anybody on blast? You can name <laughs> names if you want, but yeah. if he's Russian, name name the Russians. Um, one sticks out, but I, it, it'd be so obvious the, the opponent. I don't want to. Uh, <laughs> don't want to do him dirty. Um, but do I, it. I, I just say do it. He's not, he's not going to listen to this. He won't listen to us. Come on now. Before one match, a guy came up and he's like, "Hey man, I I think I broke a rib. You got to be easy on, you know, take it easy." And I'm like, "Whoa!" Oh. Like, I'm like, oh. wow. And I had never beaten this guy before. So I'm like, it's over. Like, I, I, first of all, I was thinking like. Is this guy mess with me? Like, what what is going on here? I, I don't understand why you'd ever do this. This is not like is this some some kind of gamesmanship type deal? Um, but but then I got into it and I wasn't even trying to turn him. I was just squeezing. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm gonna squeeze him and then we get up to our feet. I'm gonna hit him with a double leg. Like I'm gonna really because when you got messed up ribs, you know that's oh, that's, yeah, tough. That's, that's, that's tough. That's tough. So for him to just come up and admit it, I was like, wow, this is. <laughs> After attack the tape, right? yeah. yeah, attack the tape, oh, man. Oh man! So you you talked about um you you talked about Coach Kerr and, and breaking people and speaking of those two together, like um you were also coached by uh, spent some time with with Bill Belichick, right? Um and in that time in football, um your experiences wrestling all over the world and and being being in a room like uh, Coach Kerr's room. Was it an easy transition for you to switch from, you know, being a wrestler at the highest level to being an NFL football player? Was that something that you knew or were you kind of like, I don't know if I can make this team or, you know, what was it an easy transition for you and, and kind of what, what led up to that decision to be like, you know what, I'm just going to play football. Um, I had always wanted to play football. Um, to be honest, if I had a scholarship to play college football, I probably would have played football instead of wrestle. I didn't have any opportunities to compete at the next level for football. And so then uh, wrestling opportunities showed up. I had four schools. I picked Bakersfield and uh, I, I loved my decision. Um, after I went Fargo, I had sc schools, you know, trying to get me to go there to their school. And it's like, I've already, already committed. These guys wanted me before I went Fargo. So I was really committed to them. Um, and then one, one more thing, I, I, we were talking about the, the, the room and a bunch of guys, you know, bonding and working hard. Um, we always were like, felt like we were the bad news bears. We had to make our own uniform. Like <laughs> Rich Bailey, he was a great technique coach, but he also, he, he, he designed all of our gear. Like you can give you Hey, you want a sweatshirt for 20 bucks? I, I just got him off the printing press. So, I mean, we had to do <laughs> stuff like that uh, all the time. And so we always had a, a chip against every other team. Like you have Guerrero's at Oklahoma state and, and he's like, yeah. I just threw all my gear away because, you know, I, I'd used it all year. And it's like, what? You threw your gear away? We have to pay for our own gear. You know, they're getting – we got a sock, a jock, uh, shorts, and a T-shirt with a towel for the year. That was it, you know. And then um, – so when I made the Team USA, I was like, we're going to these countries. And it's like now I got to win because these guys have nothing and I have everything, you know, because yeah. – and you guys know you go to these other countries and you're like – man, how do they even compete with this weight room they have? They just have like Atlas stones or have to pick up, <laughs> you know? And it's, 
it's like for me i'm like i'm not i have so much at the training center i'm not losing to this guy and and it's so me mentality wise that it was hard for me I, I i it'd be hard to lose to a guy that doesn't have anything you know um because mm -hmm. i was that guy in college wrestling <laughs> so yeah. uh, sorry i just wanted to touch on that um, but to get back no, to your no. point of the football always wanted to play football I told everyone, yes, yeah, someday I'm going to play football in the NFL. And a lot of people believe me. And they're like, oh, that's that's awesome. I hope you can make it. And um, um, Matt Gaffari, uh, we were at a camp in Edinburgh, Pennsylvania. Uh, Baumgartner, I used to have a heavyweight camp. And you'd have like 250 heavyweights all go. Uh, it was a lot of fun. But he's like, hey, Steve, I know an agent in Cleveland. Do you want to go meet him? I said, oh, that sounds great. So we asked uh, Bruce to get out of practice. Or the, we had two days left to camp. He let us go. And so we went back to Cleveland. I met this agent. His name was Neil Cornrich. And he said, um, I want to work you out for about a week to see if you have the skills to play football. So I, I went to Columbus and worked out with a bunch of Ohio State guys. And um, then that coach called Neil, said, hey, this guy, he has the tools to do it. Um, and then Neil was Belichick's agent. And yeah. so he made the phone call. They opened that door. I showed up. Um, he was probably like July 13th or something um, at, at, at Foxborough. And they put me through some workouts. I was catching balls. I was doing defensive line drills. First time I do a drill wasn't very good, but then I was able to improve upon it. And then they, uh, they said, Hey, we, we, we like to bring you into training camp. So if you can pass the conditioning test, we'll let you into camp in a week, go home, get your stuff and, and come back. So I'm like, well, what's your conditioning test? And it was like super easy. So <laughs> that, was, that was not the problem. I'm over here like trying to help other guys make the conditioning test. Um, so I did the conditioning test and then they 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 um, had me on defensive line. Uh, tough thing about football is there's 22 big dudes out there on the field, not just two. And in wrestling, there's two guys. So, you, you know, you're, you're right there looking. Um, but for football, you have to know what your the 10 other guys on your side are doing. Because if you start doing someone else's job, then no one's there to do yours. And so it was really tough early on trying to figure out. At first, I'm just looking, okay, I, I they have the playbook, and you're looking, okay, I have this guy, and his letter is the T on paper. And it's like, okay. So then you're like, okay, I know what to do. Then you get out there, and you're like, which one of you guys is the T? <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, you know, the tackle, the nose guard, the you know, linebacker, oh, which one are you? You know, So there's no – it wasn't the same there. So I had to try to figure that out. And then once I figured out what I was supposed to do, then I had to try to figure out what the whole offensive line was doing because like pass protection, we're responsible. Sometimes there's five of us. We're responsible for, for five people, sometimes even six. Um, and then is, a, is the running back working with us? Is the tight end working? So it was, it took a long time trying to figure out all that kind of stuff. And then it took me about a year before I actually heard um, the quarterback always makes a mic call, the middle linebacker. And I didn't even hear that like the first year because I was so excited. And actually, the, the, the preseason games I was playing, I, there was a guy, he, I was playing right tackle, and there was a guy playing right guard. His name was Josh Rawlings. And I get in my stance, and I'm like, who do I got? He's like, you got him. And so I'm like, <laughs> okay. And I block him. Yeah, I, I could block any, but I mean, it's really easy. And it's, you know, you just get your hands inside, you have good little pad level, and you block them. But um, I didn't know who to block. And so they're probably thinking, like, are they trying to mind? screw with my mind or something <laughs> but yeah for that whole preseason he would point to the guy you got him okay so it was it was it was a lot better when i figured out who to block for myself uh a lot, a little easier but it took me quite a while to figure figure all that stuff out
Is, is, are you, do you still have a relationship with Bill Belichick or Tom Brady or any of those guys? Or um, I don't talk to those guys very much. Um, I haven't talked to them for quite a while, but uh, usually every few years we'll have a reunion. And so you go back there and you see everybody. And, and uh, Bill, Bill always has a lot of respect for me from how much I improved. And, um, and the conversation after the third preseason game in that first year, they, he brought me in with Scott Pioli, uh, you know, like bring your playbook. So I bring it in. And they're like, Steve, we love everything about you, except for you don't know how to play football. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're right. You know, I'm, I'm going to make it, I'll make it too. Um, but then they said, well, we, what we want to do is we want to bring you back next year and teach you. And so they brought me back the following year. Actually, later that year, they brought me back. Um, and then they, they taught me how to play. And uh, I got to hang out there for 10 years. And, and uh, like that pension, that time. NFL pension now, right? Uh, you know, you ten, have to wait years, to yeah, man. or something. Um, but I was very fortunate, um, to go to Cal State Bakersfield that coach always talked about endowing the program. And so I did, had no idea what that meant back in the day, but pretty much you just live on the interest of what you have. And so that's what I've been able to set up for myself. I just live on interest and, uh, I don't need to work. Um, if something crazy happens to the country and the stock market, I'll probably have to, but, uh, I'm able to go volunteer to do whatever I want. Um, if I want to go do a clinic or want to do coach wrestling or want to talk for fellowship Christian athletes, whatever I want to do, I can go do. And I, I enjoy doing that. That's, that's awesome. That's, that's uh, amazing. So um, was the de decision to go to the NFL? Because I mean, you left after winning a world title in 99 before the Olympics, right? No, I got, beat. Oh. I got beat twice. Oh. McCoy, got, McCoy got you. Oh, my, yeah, he my, got me. He got me in 2000 bad. and then he got me in no, that's McCoy good. got you. He has a one too. And yeah, that's right. In New York City. Yeah, that's right. September and we missed now. it. The World Champions were 2001. Okay, that's why. So, okay, my, my bad. Yeah, if I was still the guy. Because didn't you wrestle him at Nationals? In, uh, I, wrestled him, I wrestled him in 98, 99. No, at Nationals. And you beat him at Nationals. In, in freestyle. Yes. I wrestled him in 97 for the college Nationals, and he beat me. No, no, I'm saying at Open. At the yeah. Open. Um, I wrestled him in 99. I, I, I beat him in the semi. Because I remember watching you beating him in the Open in 99. Okay. Yes. And and so I was a big fan of yours, too, in the because I went to one of your camps uh, in San Jose. You came up here, and I learned your blast double at the camp. And okay. I took that from that moment on to – my whole wrestling folk style and freestyle career was, and I always wanted to blast double somebody off the Fargo <laughs> stage, and I got to do it into. Oh, the, that's awesome! <laughs> it was awesome. It was great. It was great. And so, um, no, I I remember you know being a, like following you as soon as I I went to your camps and stuff and 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 watched you win and all that stuff. I was like, dude, I want to be like this guy, you know, and and just score points, you know. Um, and and it was a lot of fun. I think I went to your camp and I think it was two thousand. That I went to your camp. And was it like Jay Robinson camp? Nope, it was up in San Jose. It was um with uh, uh Zeke, the Zeke Jones camp. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, you came in for one day. You flew in. You got you got in and got out. Okay. You were there just do one uh one episode like one one session, one session <laughs> and then you got out. So yeah, I, but, I used to love showing a blast double because I I understood the uh, I understood everything I was doing. I thought I could teach it pretty pretty good. But you can't teach that slow. You got to freaking hit people. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's a tough one. Yeah. And I, the one thing I used to always tell the kids, it's like, okay, what's outside that room? You know, what's on the other side of this wall? Oh, it's it's yeah. uh, a pool. It's like, I'm going to run all the way to the pool. 
Like you yeah. can't go slow because that's what I see a lot of times with blast doubles. They hit hard and then they, they're waiting for them to fall. And it's like, you got to get the shoulders over the hips. So I used to love showing it. Now I'm too old to show it. Uh, <laughs> I'm not supposed to fall on the ground. I got my shoulder replaced. Um, and I think the last time I was doing it, I hit someone and my neck is not very strong anymore, I guess. And, so, <laughs> and I was like, oh, man. Wait a minute. Hold on. That's, that's not supposed to happen. Yeah, get old. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> Yesterday at Greco practice, um, I was showing a lift. Do you remember that lift we learned? Uh, that camp that up in um, Concord with that Olympian, the silver medalist? Uh, the luge. Yeah. Yeah. So I was showing them that lift yesterday. And that's like the only lift that I had, that I had learned in Greco. And I did it all the time. So I'm showing it yesterday. And it's, it's that high step up, man. It's not as high as it used to be. Man. Like, <laughs> I, can't, I, high, I can't even do that. When we, when, when, when we get my knee to rotate that way anymore. When we lift I, I anybody, can, we pick the smallest dude in the room. That's who we lift. They're like, Coach, why don't you? Because we can't finish when we lift the, the small dudes. Because yeah. they're easy to pick, but you can't throw them. We were doing kick finishes the other yeah. day oh, off, off a lift when the guy when the guy pikes down and I. Shoot, I don't remember who I grabbed. I think I grabbed like a hundred and sixty pounder. I was like, "Hey, come here." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> gotta get the smaller guy. Throw a little guy. It's not there anymore. And you guys got a tough room down there, Coach. So you guys got some, some, some pretty good. You know, some, you guys got some hammers down there. You, get, you know, you got uh, what, 80, 82s, 90, 95s, and heavies. So you got some good bodies to to go over there and wrestle. Yeah, I haven't, you, I haven't been able to wrestle with any of those guys. I just get in the room, try to yell at them. So. <laughs> <laughs> Lesson's pretty simple, you know. You you take a shot, you got to get back up to your feet. You don't keep chasing down to your belly, you know. I mean, that's I, I lived down there in high school because I didn't know any better. And it's like, let go of the leg, get back up to your feet. Like you got to, the shot is over when you finish, not when you get the leg. And I think so many times people get the leg and they want to hold on. It's like, man, you can get the leg anytime you want, but you got to get up to your feet, get your head up, get your hip butt, butt down. And then when you get the leg, you can't just stop. Now I'm leaning on you. And you're my neck. You're my other leg. So you got to just keep moving through. Um, because I look at it as if you're going to run a 100-yard sprint, you don't stop at 80 yards. And you, you need to stop your shot when you get the takedown, not when you get halfway through. Um, so, like I said, I just yell, yell stuff at kids. I don't get to put my hands on them. I, I wish I could, but uh, sometimes I really wish I could. But. Can I ask him the question? Can I ask yeah. him the question? Guys? Do it up. Right. Yeah. Right, here we go. So we ask every, we ask every um, uh, guest that yes. comes on. You know, we did one of our first episodes was a top 10 list of, you know, all time California wrestlers, <clears throat> top 10. So do you have a top 10, top 10 all time California wrestlers? Uh, I, I missed about a 10 year period, maybe 12, 15 year period of wrestlers. When I was playing football, I was so focused into that world. But um, top 10, I, I know the Schultz brothers, man, those guys got to be on there. Um Dave and Mark, those guys are beasts. Um, Guerrero, I think he's the highest placing guy. Um, you know, three firsts is pretty impressive. Um, mm -hmm. Steven Abbas, amazing. Jerry, he's amazing too. Um, just couldn't finish a couple of those national championships. Um, I, I, I love Mark Munoz is such a good guy. And he's, he was fun wrestler to watch. Um, also Pendleton as well, um, yeah. but yeah, there's there's a lot of a lot of tough California kids, um, and then all those. I, I was in the era where uh, Calvary Chapel was start. They just started their school and they started winning championships. Um, but you go before them, you got Joe Gonzalez, 
John Azevedo, um, talking to Joe Gonzalez, he was saying back in the day, uh, once you got up 15, it was your option. Do you want the match to be over? You want to keep going? And he would just yeah. like score 80 points on people. I mean, <laughs> you want to talk about breaking someone? It's like, can this just be over? Uh, I mean, like I said, I wish I had more uh, history, but uh, those, those are the guys I would, I'd probably put on there. Oh, those are some yeah. good names. Well, I'm officially putting you in back. I'm putting you in my time out. Stop. Don't No, You did. He did not put you were on my list. You were not on his. I think he was on yours, too. No, it was not. I don't remember. Chris is just trying to get some bonus. He wasn't on your list. He He was was on my list. No, he was was on my list. He was on my list. You're on my list. It doesn't hurt my feelings. If I would have kept wrestling, like I said, I I bounced out. But when I bounced out, I wasn't the number one guy on top. So exactly. So. World champion. He was a world champion. Did so, you have? Did, did you on have my a, list? Heavyweight some... world champion. You don't think I want to put a heavyweight world champion on my <laughs> You're a liar, list? Liar, dude. I put, let's liar. listen to it. Listen to the episode. Listen. Did you have some gas left in the tank to make another run, or was it just like you know what, man? It's it's time for me to move on. Oh, for wrestling? Yeah. Oh, I could have continued to wrestle, but the football. You mean after football? After. No. Well, both oh, before okay. and after. Oh, I would have continued to wrestle um, and I would continue to try to make the Olympic team and all that stuff. But the football opportunity was something I dreamed about. And then uh, I was, my ultimate goal was as soon as I got done playing football, I was going to try to, you know, Rulon's been doing this for years, but I was going to try to go back and make, make a team, uh, make the Olympic team. Cause that was a goal I always wanted to do accomplish is make the Olympics. Yeah. Uh, but my body was so shot that I couldn't. Um, how do you really think of, how do you think of prime, Stephen Neal in his prime, 1999. Stephen Neal would do against the champ today, uh, Gable. Gable Stevenson. You know what? I was I was in Minnesota and I I, I got to hang out with with uh, with Gable and he said um, I was he gave me a great compliment. I think um, he said I wish I had a time machine so we could wrestle in our primes. And oh. so I was sitting there at nationals in Vegas. And I was sitting next to Baumgartner and I'm like, hey, check out what this kid said. And he's like, man, that's really cool. He, he, I, I've never heard that before, but uh, I just thought that was a good compliment. Um, I like to attack. He's really good at go-behinds. He's got so much uh, ability. But it'd be it'd be a fun match to watch because um, there'd be a lot of points scored, I think. And maybe it's 10-0 him. I don't know, but <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to be trying to do something. So. Because we're interviewing you, I'm saying 10 you. <laughs> I don't know about that. I, I gave up a lot of points. But if it was Gable, I'd say 10 old Gable. This guy. Yeah. This, this guy. This guy made me lose my train of thought over here. God, you're just over here. So while he's rethinking or trying to, you know, figure out what he was going to ask. So you won some different championships. NCAAs, which is something a lot of people want to do. World Championship and then a Super Bowl. How do those compare with each other? He's on my list. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, uh, the world championships is really cool. Um, one of the coolest things was, is, um, my, the guy who recruited me, my coach, Daryl Pope, he's my workout partner every day. He got to travel with me. And so we're sitting there and we're watching, there's like two or three days of wrestling, you know, and, and I was on the last day and we watched someone from like Mongolia or something take third and his coach comes running out there and tackles him. And so he's joking around. We're sitting in Turkey, you know, there's smoke everywhere. Everyone's smoking. And he's like, Hey man, when you win, I'm going to go do that to you. And I'm like, all right, sounds, sounds like fun. So 
Um, we get there and, and it's, it's half, we're halfway. I think I'm down uh, three to one. And he's like, Hey man, I'm just so proud of you. You're, you're you know, in between the, the rounds, he's like, just go out there and give it your all, you know? And, and I was like, wait a sec, do you not think I can do this? You know, and he, he <laughs> did. but then I was able to win and he was like, so fired up. He didn't know how to react. He just kind of went back to what he said and he runs out there and tackles me. So if you watch that match, he like afterwards, I'm over here ripping the iron curtain, you know, and he tackles me. And it was, it was just kind of cool to experience that with him um, in that moment. Cause I don't think a lot of people thought I was going to win that, that championship. Um, so that was really, really special moment. I'd, I'd say better than the NCAA championships. Um, but then uh, football is something completely different. You have uh an entire team, you have your coaching staff, you have the trainers, you have all these people um, that have significant impact into that, that moment. And uh, as you guys know, in wrestling, only the person that goes out there and wrestles gets the medal. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's cool, but you couldn't do that without your coach or your workout mm -hmm. partner or any of that kind of stuff. So I think they should get medals too, but they don't, but in football, every single trainer, Every single coach, they all get a Super Bowl ring. Every practice player, they all get a ring. So it's it's a really special thing for all those people to join into something and be rewarded for it. So that's pretty – it's kind of different than wrestling in that aspect. Um, and so many things have to come together in in in, um, in football for that to even happen. It's 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 just totally different, totally different different deal. But uh, definitely, definitely cool. Um, I, I got my train of thought back. Thank you, Steve. Um, <laughs> as a heavyweight, how almost proud are you of, of what you're seeing right now at the heavyweight class uh, with the heavyweights we have, young heavyweights coming up and stuff? As in, like, I feel because everybody dogs heavyweight wrestling, and there's nothing better to me than a heavyweight that can just go out there and murk people. And what Gable does um, is incredible, but the lineup of athletes that we have at the NCAA level and at the freestyle level is so great right now. Talk about as a, as a U.S. world champion and, and the, the, the way that you're, you're, you're going, uh, the way that this is trending now and, and the depth that we have, how do you feel about that? Oh, super pumped. Um, I, I saw a match, I was just uh, amazed. Um, so I, I didn't get to go to association duels and see you guys, but uh, I was watching on flow. And so um, also you have the uh, world team trials are going on too. And the Mason Paris Hendrickson match. Oh my gosh, that was tremendous. Unbelievable. Tremendous. And I, I think Hendrickson sure probably got a couple more gut points, but I don't know what happened. I don't, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I agree. And that's a tough, that's a tough thing too, with these challenges, man. Like, I almost not want to challenge because they have this freaking webcam strapped to a pole over here. And it's like, you can't <laughs> see the line over here. Like, what? why am I even going to challenge? You're just going to take my brick. Now they're, they all, they always say, Oh yeah, we can see. It's like, you can't, I can't see it on flow on a big screen. You can't see it on. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Um, but no, I definitely super proud of the, our heavyweights. It's fun to watch these guys. Um, I like people that, that take risks and, and I, I sent a text message to Gable before the, um, the Olympics and it was, it was, I don't know what they're called. Is it like a meme or a little video or something? But it was, uh, have you guys seen the movie Elf? Yeah. When he goes in the elevator and he goes, oh. all the <laughs> I'm like, light up the scoreboard, man. Light up the scoreboard. And he did, man. He just went out there and scored points. And uh, when heavyweights are doing that, people will stay and watch. Um, when I was competing, 
a lot of times people would leave the tournament when the heavyweights came on because they were shooting up, going to the bar or something. It's like, okay, I gotta, I gotta try to do something to change this. And then the most televised match, I do nothing in the finals, go three to two, and everyone stayed because it was whoever won that match, it was either going to be Iowa win the championship or Minnesota. So everyone wanted to see who was going to win the team championship. But um, no, just tremendously proud of the American uh, heavyweight wrestlers and uh, hopefully they get the opportunities to play football. My agent's always still looking for guys. And uh, I talked to Mason Paris and he's like, I'd like to play. It's like, Hey man, we'll, we'll get you lined up and get you going. We, we got Kuhn over there, Vrabel. He's a good friend of mine. He's the coach at Tennessee. He brought in Kuhn. Um, so hopefully these guys get the same opportunity that I got uh, to, to play if they want to. That's awesome. Um, it, it, it's a, it, is truly a, a a blessing to have the heavyweights that we have right now. I feel it's like that's the we have such a huge legacy in in the sport of wrestling at the heavyweight. It's like, and they're doing so awesome. It's pretty cool. But who's, who's um, the Greco heavyweight right now? Colton Schultz. Colton Schultz. That's right. Yeah. Colton Schultz. Um, but uh, to you, what you were saying was it, it was it was I felt so bad for Gwiz. At the open, you were at the open this year, and yeah. when Gable wrestled, oh, every it was slam packed in there. Yeah. Everybody wanted to watch Gable in his semifinals match, and it was for the semi, so everybody wanted to watch him. As soon as he it was done, it went to back to that heavyweight match. Like everybody left except for his parents and like yeah. no one else. I'm like, what is going on? There's another match, that, and it was. It was. I was loving it because I was like, "Look at all these people here." I was telling my my wife, and I was like, "Look at all these people here that are sitting to watch the heavyweights." Well, it was to watch Gable because as soon as Gable <laughs> was done, it was like the masses yeah. left. <laughs> they wanted to see him do another backflip. I know it was. It was no crazy. In the semis. No, it was yeah. no in the semis. Screw yeah. it. No, he didn't do it. He's like, nah. He wanted the he wanted the crowd, and he's like, nah. He didn't do it. Yeah. It was great though. It was it was awesome to see that. And then next thing you know, it's like, oh no, they just wanted to see Gable, which is great. But at the same time, I'm like, we still got an awesome match that's about mm -hmm. to wrestle here. Yeah. Why don't you guys stay and watch that one? But yeah, uh, it was it was it's it's pretty cool to see what we got going on now. So absolutely. So do you guys like uh like it at South Point? Um no. <laughs> and no. Yeah, and no. I mean it's it's nice. It's better at the convention right center. There, but I mean, it's 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 the South Point. I've you been know, at the I South Point at that diner so many times. I've been going <laughs> so since 2015 they've been having it at the south point and so when i was competing i was i was i mean 15 until now i've been going so eight years just at the south point and what's tough about the south point is i love that like it's a great ideal and what they got and they do a great job it's just you don't leave yeah you don't leave the building where with the um the convention center like you at least had to walk outside you yeah. literally just walk from the elevator to the to the uh, the uh, yeah, you don't see the, the sun the arena like week. and then back like we were literally there from tuesday tuesday to sunday and we're oh, like man. i gotta take vitamin d i'm depleted <laughs> out here you know like it's it's rough it's man. rough because you're just stuck in there and, and one so thing that's I... sorry it's the pros and cons of that is like okay cool like yeah we're everything is one spot you don't gotta run a car it's very little distractions for the kids. There's nothing like they can't go out to the strip and walk around. Mm -hmm. and, and, but at the same time for me, it's like, I can't I, like, yeah, I could go out and walk out to the parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> I got to walk back in. Cause there's, again, the same thing, there's nothing there to yeah. do on the out on that side you're of the isolated, strip. which is good, but you're isolated. Yeah. <laughs> what sucks. do you think of it? 
Um, I, I just thought there's, I mean, with 31 mats, it was kind of tough. Yeah. Yeah. With the two venues. Yeah. The two different venues. I, I just think they have so many tournaments going on at the same time. I mean, there's like yeah. 500 veteran tournaments and I, I, I think that, <laughs> I think it's great to have that wrestling, but then you have, there's a girls tournament and then there's yeah. the, this age group and that age group and Greco. And it's like, Holy cow, man, there, that's a lot of wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, Don't but, too much. Yeah, yeah. And, and to be honest, there's there's actually a venue in Vegas. My daughters play volleyball, and they do it at the Mandalay Bay has a convention center. And so Mandalay Bay, um, Luxor, and Excalibur are all connected by tunnels. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so uh, we stay at Mandalay Bay, and then you could walk to any of those three, and then there's a little shuttle that takes you to those three. But it'd be a perfect venue for uh, U.S. Open because they have a huge convention center. Um, at the very end by the aquarium and that that might be a good spot uh is that where they have the, the ufc fights they used to have uh, the ufc fights there uh i'm not sure do they i think they have an arena there too they have an arena there too yeah. at the mandalay bay oh, okay. but uh they, this is past the arena in the convention center they could have because it's a big big area way bigger than south point but i i thought south point was okay like i said the food you're fighting to get tables you know it's like <laughs> I, my son, I ran across the street to the Viking Boyle place. It was yeah. actually pretty good. Hey, it was don't weird. Get the salad at the boulevard, though. <laughs> what? Yeah. The salad, there's a little spot across the street called the boulevard. Don't go to the boulevard. Sorry, the, boulevard. The big guy over here got the side salad. It just was hurting I was, the next day. I had food. I got food poisoning. Is, is, that why, is that why you look the way you look, dude? You look miserable. Uh, I had food poisoning from, I got, when we went to the boulevard, I got food poisoning over there, and it was awful. It was, and then he had to, I had to coach the whole next day. He's oh. sitting there. He's like, he's like, don't rock, worry, Robbie. I'll take weigh-ins. I was like, cool. <laughs> throwing up. The one thing I don't like about the South Point is that when you're on the back mats behind the, the, the saloon, it moves. It, it, it like, oh, goes, yeah, it, it, that, yeah. and I'm like, is this thing moving? I'm like, is this thing even, like, can yep. we even be held by this? It's now think about rest, wrestling on that. Back I know, way. man. It's you probably it's, don't even. It's crazy. It, yeah. It's, it's. I understand why they do it there, but I there's again I think there's so many good places to do it. I really enjoy the convention center. I really enjoyed uh, wrestling there, and but also at the same time though, kind of going backtrack a little bit. But that's what I also love. Like you're saying, there's so many tournaments. Mm-hmm. That's what I love about the Open is because for me, like I said, I watched you wrestle, and and I was in the middle. I was a middle schooler, you know, and I got to you know see my my olympic dream actually happening in front of me with the other, you guys pursuing this yeah, yeah. right to, and you get to watch the the senior level athletes and the the guys you look up to that are in all the you know, yeah all you the get to walk around the giants on flow you get to walk around them and you're you know 12 year old kids yeah and high so that's kid. that's the cool part about it i think but that was what the cool part about it was at the convention center because now you really don't really walk around them you know like you guys were on the stage yeah. and we were on the mats, but the mats were around the stage and you got yeah. to sit and watch them. Well, now it's like, oh, we're in the back room where yeah. I'm just getting called yeah. and you're in the bowl. And it's 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 kind of like, OK, cool, but I can sit and watch you, but you can stay away from me. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. um, so it's, 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 it's up and down, but I would love to move anywhere else right now. In Vegas. <laughs> I've been going to Vegas now since I think 1998 uh 1999 98 was the first time i think we went uh, like and and now it's our you know 
it's 2023 and I'm still going back to that same tournament every year. So beautiful South. <laughs> are you going? Are you going to Greco State? Uh, I don't. Heck I don't, yeah. I don't think so. Oh, uh, sorry. sorry. <laughs> oh, I, I, I am going to go to Fargo this year. So I'm. I'm oh, awesome. awesome. But my little guy qualified in Salt, Salt Lake City. Um, just kind of squeaked in there, so we'll uh, we'll make that trip. Nice. Um, That's a fun trip. Yeah, it's gonna be it's, fun. So, are you guys sending a Greco team up? Who's coaching them? To, uh, to state? Oh, I'm not sure. Keegan, you might go up there. I oh, think okay. he just won the trials. Um, he did. Yeah. He did. Yeah, he's he's he works. He's a beast, man. dude. He is a beast. He's he's in there and he he'll wrestle with the kids, and it's like this is part of the strategy thing. Like if I was going to wrestle Kikinu, I would get on my hands and knees. Like, I'm not going to go underhook with you. These kids nope. just walk in and they're tying up. And I'm like, Oh shoot. So I call him Arabella Roos. It's like, you're, he's got you're a nasty there. arm throw, man. Yeah, Don't yeah. let him get your arm. He throw, any throw, man. He just freaking tosses kids. And you're like, Oh my goodness. Such I love his, match. I love his boy, Sasha. Sasha is oh. a good kid, man. He, he is a, a really good kid. I got to coach him last year. He, so, Alexander, he I, I've known him for a long time because he trained at the training center when I was there and all that. And so he he uh, texted me before Fargo last year. He's like, hey, can you coach my son? And I was like, sure, I would love to. So I'm coaching his son. I'm coaching Sasha. And we, we made a rapport the whole time. And it was it was it was he's such a good kid, genuine kid. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that's his dad, too. His dad's a good dude. He's a really awesome guy. He he just would he battled. You are there's he he's rough man. He's a, did he win? Did he win Fargo? Yeah, uh, yeah. Sasha won Fargo last year. last year. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. He did a great uh, job. The little brother's pretty tough too. And yeah, yeah. In 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 uh, Sasha took eighth in state in free uh, folk style. Yeah, and that was so cool because when they he first came to Poway, we went to a freak show in Vegas again. Um, and he he knew you weren't allowed to lock your hands. So he's on top and he wouldn't, they stand, <laughs> standing up and, you know, you can and he will not lock his hands, you know? And so for the, the improvement he had from in just one year, I mean, wrestling's wrestling, but kind of understand the rules and, and figuring out where, where he could thrive. Just amazing how much he worked and how, how well he's, he's done and improving. And, and, and when you, when you have all those skill sets and you start getting confidence, like that's where Laird's at right now. He, he, he knows he's going to win. And he goes out yeah. there and puts on a show. And and I think what's really cool too, watching the um association duels is I, you know, turn up loud because I like to hear what's going on and and uh, not necessarily the whistles, but sometimes you can hear the refs talking and, and the table workers, but all of our <laughs> kids are sitting there and they're coaching the other kids. And I think that's such a big part of wrestling is when you know what to say, then you know what to do, yeah. and then you can do it. And so that was the other thing we had at Bakersfield. Coach always was like, if you're on the side, you're not wrestling, you're coaching somebody. And so once you know how to coach them, and then you should know if you could say the right stuff, then you should be able to do the right stuff. And I think that's a big part. That's awesome. Well, Coach, we we we, we thank you very much for taking the time and, and uh, being on our, our simple little podcast here. We're trying to grow it with guests like you. And, and uh, you know, we're trying to do something good for the state of California and put – California back on the map by, you know, letting everybody know, hey, man, be a part of this, be a part of California USA Wrestling. Um, get to these tournaments, qualify for Fargo, fly for Tulsa. And, um, you know, Poway does such a great job of 
<laughs> being always at these 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 Cal California USA wrestling tournaments and showing up. Every time I see you guys, you guys are 20, 30 deep, you know, and, and everybody's wrestling Greco and freestyle. So it, it, it's very rare that you get a program that does that and brings that many bodies. And you guys down there, Poway RTC and, and Coach Myers are doing such a great job. And we thank you for taking the time out of your day to be a part of this podcast. And, and next time we see each other, well, you're not going to Greco State, though. So probably Fargo is the next time we'll see you. Well, we got to win it because I'm a sniper. One shot, one kill. We won. That's right. <laughs> That's uh, right. Give me my second shot. So we got to win it. This year. That's it. <laughs> Absolutely. But but uh, we, we don't want to take a lot of your time. You know that you said that, you know, it works whatever time works. So we're very grateful to, that you came on and spent the time with us and talked and shared your stories because, you know, like Robbie and I, and I know Steve, we're all big fans of you and we grew up watching you wrestle and, and um, we, you know, we haven't had a guest on in the last couple episodes, so we were like, "Let's get, let's get him on, man." You know, we had. Oh, I'm sorry, Robbie. Go ahead. Iggy. Say, it, say it. Say it. Say no, it. We had Iggy. We no, had, they're not really guests. They're 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 part of the staff. They're not I mean, guests. Okay, they're always welcome on here. Sorry, Iggy. Iggy. He doesn't mean that. He doesn't mean it, Iggy. <laughs> <Stop> <laughs> no. Hey, thank you so much, yeah, Coach. It was it thank was you. a pleasure to have you on here. It was awesome talking to you and, and actually getting to dig down in that brain of yours and 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 see what your mentality was and stuff like that so thank you so much mm -hmm. thank you thank you guys for having me it's fun jarring things loose <laughs> <laughs> thanks coach thanks for your time and uh steven neal world champion steven neal poway rtc coach poway coach and uh, california legend three-time super bowl champion steven neal thank you coach so much for your time all right we'll see you guys. have a good thank rest you. of your day all right coach awesome that was an awesome uh interview man what a what a good uh good interview man robbie putting me on blast every time robbie everything <laughs> you do is always putting me on blast dude i think uh coach steve Coach, you have a hard time. He's got a hard time. You got to hit. You got to hit the red button on the bottom. I'm looking all over. Hit the end button. He's not a technology guy. Oh my gosh! I was going to ask him what he was his tag was, but I didn't even do it. Yeah, I I used to have a flip phone. I got this. Do you have Instagram, Coach? I don't have anything. I have Facebook, but I have two friends. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. It's All only right. because I want to watch. I can watch my daughter when they face FaceTime live. So I don't do nice. perfect. Nice. Perfect. All right. All right. All right. See you later. Thank you very much. Right. <laughs> Coach Steve and Neil, man. What a classic interview, dude. That's one of the coolest interviews ever, man. That's cool. Uh, three times three time Super Bowl champion. <laughs> Stop. That's not well, cool, I gotta, dude. Hey, when you brought up UFC, I almost did it. But I was like, do you know? Uh, whatever. <laughs> I almost, almost. I held back. I just wanted to know. What? what? About Tatiana? I, yeah, yeah, about Tatiana. Hey, well, she's got a fight coming up, so I should have I know. Something. I should have said something. But now we're saying it right now. Of course, we're talking about Tatiana August on our 5th, podcast. Man. I'll be there. I've never been no, to Nashville. Stop. You're have not going to be you, there. Stop. Have you been to Nashville? You're not gonna be there. You're not going. Have you been to Nashville? You're not going. No. I've never been. Not gonna, so. You're not gonna go. What I am excited about is leaving in New Jersey in a couple weeks to go. Uh, oh yeah, we're going. That's to gonna Jersey. be fun. Man. So I'm That'll in and be, out. Um, when you get in, I get in the seventh. I, I leave the tenth. Oh, because you're doing the one oh, and wait, only Silver College this year. Time out. What? Yeah, I leave on. You're leaving the tenth. 
Yeah, I leave the tenth, the day of the. Tournament. Are you not even watching it? Mm-hmm. Bro, oh. I leave the I leave the twelfth, dude. Your wife's gonna, not even gonna get home then, is she? No, she is. Oh. She is. So I leave the I. So that's why I'm doing this. I'm going in the ninth. I'm there the tenth. I fly in the morning of the. I leave here at seven a.m. Get there at three thirty. Okay. Um, do my production stuff. The next day we do the the the, the final X. Six thirty a.m. I'm leaving out of Newark flying straight back to california uh-huh. home at 9 30 i have that whole day and then the next day i leave at 5 30 a.m to go to tulsa oklahoma pretty much the same here man i leave the 10th i get back like at 3 30 in the afternoon and then i have uh all of sunday and then i leave monday i'm gonna be sitting in my couch comfy the whole time yeah well and you also won't be silver certified like myself well, you won't be are you are you sir well you, do you have everything else college do you have everything else done Mm-hmm. Oh, so this is it. This is yeah. it. Did you send in your practices? I did. They haven't I returned them. They haven't. They haven't returned them yet. But uh, I turned oh them in. No, then oh. it didn't count. Well, then I don't know why. Yeah. I don't know why they're only doing one it, silver college. It sounds it's hard, but it's hey, actually it's waiting, actually easy. It's, it's we're hard. waiting for uh, next year when they're going to do it at the Olympic trials. That's the one we're going. Oh yeah. Did you see the tickets for the Olympic? Maybe trials? next year I'll be teaching it. Ooh, going, gold, for, so. going for your gold. They want you. So if you've read anything about the gold, Chris, they want you to be the teaching. They want that to be the last thing you do. Okay. Well, then that'll be me. So, so it's going to take you more than a year, probably. Whatever, Steve. Don't ruin my dreams. Rain on your parade, but right now you're pouring on my hearing, parade. I'm dude. just hearing. <clears throat> okay. That's okay, Chris. Don't be mad. I'm, but I'm, yeah, the, I'm a little mad. I know we have our we have our clinic coming up this weekend with. By the time this comes out, it'll be over. Victoria. So, oh, yeah. Uh, Victoria. <laughs> so, we have um, our tournament this weekend. But mm-hmm. it, let's pretend that it already happened. What a great <laughs> clinic it was last <laughs> Sunday, 28th. We had such a great turnout um, at South Hills High School. So, I'm actually should, excited about it, man. She's going to, she's a really good clinician, and we've been trying to get her. So, this is what we should do. I mean, we're going to. I didn't know, gonna, I didn't know well, Steve does. What he does, he does uh, clinics still because I would have tried to get him, but what? No, we'll talk later. I don't want to, I want to, I don't want to talk, discuss podcast business on the podcast. Okay. Well, but um, that was an awesome interview, man. I, I was, no, was really excited time. about next, next week. Our guest is uh, Coach Jason Welch from San Francisco State University. So, episode 22 will be Jason Welch. San and then, um, he he is in the middle of taking tests and stuff, but uh, Adam Wheeler, Adam another Wheeler. San Diego boy, coming and probably at, he said hit him up in June. So I'm I thinking Adam, we've week. been we've been talking about you for about two months now, and you still have not come on, Adam Wheeler. Well, you so. know it's kind of on me. It's kind of on me. You don't yeah. you don't know the whole story over there, so just well, uh, relax. It's on there. it's on him. So I'm, he's got tests to study for. You yes. know the guy Sounds is a like superhero. So uh, you know he he's superheroes uh, can be in two different places at one uh, time. Not everybody's can be wrestling coaches like us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. this is true. But um, we just met another one. He I does, know, man. That guy. How cool is that, dude? That was awesome. He lives that's, off of interest. And that was just, awesome. That's anything else that he made is just that's cake. That's awesome. That is good for him. Amazing, dude. That's so good awesome. for him. That's uh, he. He he's living a dream right now. That guy. He is living a dream, and you know, that's, we're living the facade. He's actually living the dream. Yeah, we live a pretty good life. Yeah, I can't complain. We're, I wouldn't we're, say this is a facade, Chris. It's, it's it's we get to do what we love for. So check this out, man. 
today was pretty cool because I, I got asked to go to a career day. Oh, right? yeah. So I was Did nervous, you... man. So I was so nervous because, you know, career day, there's firemen, there's Ooh. police, there's, you know, lawyers, what? there's, what? right? So oh, I'm just this old business owner that's trying to do something good for my community. And I told my wife, I was like, I don't want to go. I'm too nervous. And I'm, I don't, I don't have any issues, you know, public speaking. I'm good. Like, I don't, I don't want to go. I, I just don't, I don't feel like I'm, like I'm public speaking to what, who, who, who was this for? What grade? Ele- elementary school. So like grades, you know, it was third grade and fourth and fifth grade. Okay. So, you know, my wife then got to her. She's like, you're going. I'm like, all right. You know, what do I wear? Do I wear this? Do I, what do I do? I, she's like, you need to wear a whistle and you need to wear your sweats and your legacy stuff. And I was like, I'm not wearing sweats and whistle. She's like, just wear something that says, you know, legacy. on it. Like, all right, cool. So I go and it turned out I'm glad I went, man. She did a whole PowerPoint presentation for me to, to be able to talk to the kids. And it was pretty your daughter cool. did. No, my wife. Oh, cool. Yeah. So. so it was pretty cool. I got to speak to a bunch of kids about it. And, and uh, you know, it's fun to talk to those kids. And and uh, I had a good time. I ended up having a good time. So, so the, cool. the first thing that popped into my head when you said you did a, a, a career day, I don't know. Have you ever seen the movie City Slickers? Yes. Yeah, but a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> Bill Murray goes. <laughs> his son's all embarrassed because his dad's you know, working yeah. on the radio. He's like, my dad's a fireman. <laughs> Uh no, I work in the radio. They're like, are you a DJ? He's like, no. You didn't know. I, I sell air. <laughs> that's the same. Whole, that's that's like the vision I had. Midlife dude. crisis. Did What's you go other? on like a? Did you go on a? You know, on a cattle drive afterwards? Did you, no, did you that was the whole vision I had. You know how they have like in the nineties movies where it's a career day. They have all these guys in one classroom. And it's like, you yeah. know what I mean? So yeah. I was like, oh, I'm gonna be embarrassed talking in front of all these people. But they actually put us in a room by ourselves, and then the kids left the room, and another group came. So we were by ourselves everywhere. So and they cool. they rotated. Did yeah, they, they rotated. That was a you know a volunteer fireman and an amateur tattoo artist. They had firemen. They had some guy who had his own small <laughs> business. You know, like they had. There's another movie with um with there's what's no his Reese, name? Uh, was it a Reese Bobby? <laughs> no. It's with uh, what's the guy from um, what's his name, dude? I forget his I forget his name, dude. Uh, oh man, the things that go through. Cheese and head. crackers. He goes. He goes, and they're like, "Oh, you're a nurse. You're a male nurse." Oh, that's uh, meet the Fockers. Is it is it meet the Fockers? Yeah, Where he goes to career day. Yeah, yeah something like that. Meet the parents. Was the first like, yeah, but yeah, you're yeah. a male nurse. Yeah. Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller. Oh, meet so the, like, it, I, I had that vision in my head. Like, yeah. but it was fun. I had a good time. Like, I, oh, I, you're actually, a wrestling coach. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you jump off the top ropes. Did you get? But you know me, man. It's just like, what's up, everybody? Coach Chris Lopez here. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what's going on, guys? Does anybody here like sports? Who's in sports here? Are you in sports? <laughs> what sport do you play? Nice. What sport do you play? Awesome. I love that sport, dude. Well, I am a small business owner. I have wrestling <laughs> on the street. You know, do you guys uh, know what wrestling is? Yeah. Well, here, check this out. We got a small video for you. Check this out. Video plays. Give me some information. It was cool, man. I had a good time. So that's okay. awesome. Greco State. Greco State. Coming up. Last one. You're gonna be Greco there? State. Last chance call qualifier. Last I will, I will be there. Yep, okay. we'll be there. If you have so. not qualified, you got to go. I just got a text message go. from somebody who's on the dual team who was not able to go to any of the qualifiers that can't go to Greco State because of some college commitment or something. Um, just got an email from 
Chap says he can't get him onto Fargo because he has to go to Greco's date. Mm. So this is your last chance qualifier for Greco. Greco State girls and boys. If and you boys. win, if and you kid, win kids folk style. If you win uh, uh, Greco uh, State. Kids freestyle. I said, yeah. I said folk style. That's a bad word. Uh, you said the F word, this dude. Time of year, it's a bad word. Uh, so that was one of my questions to the kids. I was like, I'll give somebody uh twenty dollars. Twenty dollars? If they can name all three styles of wrestling. Was your daughter there? Did, did any kids pull their phones out real quick and hop on no, the interwebs? <laughs> they're not allowed. Not <laughs> Nobody knew them. None of the kids knew them. None of the kids knew them. Was your daughter there? No. Did you give her the same? It was some thing? school in the, some school down the street. Oh, it my wasn't kids, even your daughter's my school. My kids I got invited by the counselor. So, oh. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was your daughter's school. No, 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 man. It was More content. School. Man, look at how like look how nice this looks behind us. And like his big old head is in the way. Well, because oh, you're. Sp- I don't have anybody. It looks no. Like- move your head back to the middle. It looks like you're wearing two pairs of headphones. Do it again. Put Do it again. But if I was, if I had somebody sitting next to me, they would sit right here, and then we would be able put to your head see back the, in the middle. Thing. Just do it. But I'm put not sitting back, like this. Like so. Put your head back to the middle. Wait, we're still on live, dude. Uh, it's okay, man. <laughs> Nobody watches this. They just listen. My mom and- watches this. Well, just check, 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 check. <laughs> Okay. Uh, <laughs> I can't believe you just did that. I, I, I uh, check this out, man. I, mean, I can't believe it. It's episode. Like, this is episode like twenty-one. Two headphones. It does. Thank you. We're not leaving. We're not leaving. Nope. You're not getting out of it that easy. Thank dude. you. To um, thank you to, to Coach Stephen Neal, yes, California you. legend, man. Three-time Super Bowl champ. Legend. Bowl He's on my list. Love that guy, man. Uh, what a great interview. One of my. One of the best interviews we had. I think he's a real down to earth guy and really yeah. enjoyed. You know what I him. liked? He he gave us some 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 praise to the Greco guys. He's like, I don't want to do that. Those guys are better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, he gave he gave praise to his, you know your guys' gut wrench, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it, no, it was awesome. It was it was it was a great interview. It was an awesome time. Uh, yeah. Again, uh, childhood here you here you here you cheerio here and uh no it was it was it was great that was awesome um so next thing we got is greco then we're going you're going to silver college i'm going to uh do commentary for final x that's and awesome then, dude you gotta be the, what's up and what an amazing throw look at that technique that knee knock boom back to his back that was four not through two what what i don't know Chris knows know. what he was just saying. He doesn't know what he's talking about. I'm and then we go I'm, to Tulsa, hey, dude. Just, Are you excited for Tulsa? I am, dude. I am, but I... He, yes. I don't, dude, I, I hate losing, bro. I yeah. hope that whoever whoever's just coming... Manifest it out there. Listen, whoever's coming to Tulsa, on, you're on the junior dual team. We're getting real. Any, you have any expectation of losing? Like, if you think that... I'm going to just participate and be cool, collect some cool gear. You're wrong, dude. I'm I right. I want to win. I want to win national championships. I want I want you guys to want to win, and and so come and be prepared to wrestle and and get beat up and then keep wrestling because yeah. this tournament is not easy. It is a grinder, and there's going to be some kids that are going to take your head off. Guess what? Greco is first. You got to wrestle Greco. Okay? We're going to rip their head off. And so 
freestyle second. So you better be locked and loaded and ready hey. to go because there are going to be some tough ass kids there that are going to be ready to take these guys' head off, especially because you have California on your chest, man. So just be prepared for that. It's going to be awesome, man. I'm, I'm looking, I'm looking forward to it. I, uh, the, the, the association duels I watched, uh, that, you know, it was a good one. It was a great and get to see the team aspect yeah. and, and everything going Those on. Those are there. fun, right? They're fun. I'm looking forward to this. I'm looking forward to, to seeing this team aspect. And then we're not, we're in the last, we were just having this conversation yep. yesterday. We're in the last final two months of this season. We're in the last yeah, grind. Dude, here. Isn't that crazy, bro? We've been we talking got, about it. Start, when did we start this? It's literally tw- 20, 23rd today, two months. July 23rd is when we're done. That's crazy. So two months from yeah, today. We're at like 9 a.m. Yeah. And then we got to start all over again. And then we're back in August going on, going hard. Like, so got to sign up for the, the, the national dual team again. You know, it's, it's, but this is going to be fun, man. This is going to be a crazy two months, but we're getting there. Oh, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited too, man. This is that, this is that, that special time of year for me. You know, like it used to be when I was coaching at the high school, it used to be Christmas time because it was like, yeah, it's that grind time. This is that time where that we last separate, little push, that last we separate the little men from the boys, you know? Yeah. Those kids that keep coming to practice when it's, 40 degrees outside and you have practice at eight in the morning during Christmas time. It's the same thing right now. It's just different weather. 40 degrees so, and sunny. Who's coming to practice right now when it's 85 degrees outside and coming 85? <clears throat> yeah. You guys get, keep it cool down there. It gets oh, hot up here. Uh, well, I'm excited. I know Robbie, we all got a busy schedule coming up. We're going to try to keep you guys updated and, and give you yeah. pump outs, pump out some, some episodes here. I just got back episode 20. Um, and so, so I, this uh, is the, uh, 23rd and so if you listen to the whole, yes. so, so it just takes forever to upload, man. It takes like Harvey. You're the man, Harvey. Hey, Harvey's the man. He's the, working, the he's working thing on, going? he's working on this. Yeah. But I don't know how to do live, like how to, how to do that. You I know searched I mean? it and I didn't see it. There, there's you, a, you, <clears throat> you gotta do a bunch of, st- I don't know, dude, it's, it's too much for me. To <laughs> Stressful. But hey, uh, no, all right, now we can now we can go if you want. Yeah. To. Oh, thank you. Well, <laughs> I am, <laughs> I am, <laughs> I am Coach Chris Lopez, LWC underscore Coach Lopez underscore and Legacy Wrestling Center, and soon to be Legacy for Youth Foundation at Legacy awesome. for Youth Foundation on five hundred one C three. Excited about that, and these guys up there at the Concord Youth Center. So uh, I am uh, RTDS Greco. Uh, CYC wrestling underscore fish underscore underscore official mm-hmm. and then uh, Cali Connect podcast Cali Connect uh, Cali Connect underscore podcast sorry uh, mugs coffee thank you for coach Chris and then this guy over here to my right is we underscore throw underscore here <laughs> we're so cheery today Man, we got you know we're going, we're going. Hey, Here we go. But man, I I I was geeking out through that interview. I gotta be honest. I know, dude. You you it's, crushed a little bit, dude. He, the fan, the fanboy crush kind of came out. You know? Hey, so who if Alexander Karelin was on here, blush? No. Um. Well, no, because I don't know how to speak Russian, so it'd be like, huh? If there was what? one man crush you could have on the show, who would it be? Oof. Wrestler. Yes. Or I don't know. That, w- that, WWE. that, uh, I don't know. I don't know who I geek out about. I was going to say Bruce Baumgartner because, but, Baumgartner, you talk, but you talk to him like, like he's your uncle. So I, it's not yeah. old uncle Bruce. Yep. 
No, I, no, I mean nobody, not one person. Um, not not in the wrestling world. Dan Gable. I've talked to Coach Gable a few stop, times. Stop, dude! Stop, stop! Your head's getting bigger at the moment right now. It's almost Why do you? You're, you've never I'm, talked to Coach Gable. Wow! You've dude. Never talked to Coach. So, all right, I did geek wow. out one time. One time, I, I went I to the Mono. I went to the Monterey <laughs> Clinic one time, and um, he was in the hot tub <laughs> taking a jacuzzi, and all the kids were running around. <laughs> I hopped in the hot tub, and you know, all these dudes are geeking out because it's Dan Gable, mm-hmm. and I just at the moment, it's, it's a hot tub. You know, I'm not you know i'm young we're jumping in the pool i'm like this is a bunch of old dudes in the t- in the, soaking in the tub <laughs> the next day he's yeah. giving my clinic like no way <laughs> that was the one time I, I geeked out no we he came to our practice a couple times and we were at the training center i had lunch i talked to him had lunch with him and you picked their brains it's 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 good stuff it's good stuff i mean well, I'm would you geek out guy- with would you be geeking out with you had a um i don't know who would you be geeking out for? All of them, right? uh, I would have to say uh, probably uh, Fedor and Milenko. Fedor? Yeah, I'd probably geek out about Fedor. Fedor, you know. Uh, um, I mean, it's it, it's it's the guys you watch when you're growing up, man. You look at them like these mythical. I I was going to say this 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 uh, story uh, when you were talking about when the U.S. Open was at the uh, convention center. Yeah. I think I was, I don't know, probably 14 or 15 at the time. And it was, I think, Western Regionals was there or something. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah it was, it was yeah, a while yeah, back. Yeah. So, yeah, um, <clears throat> I I was um, walking around the floor, and I saw. Um, it used to be the Southwest Regionals, right? Because no, that was something, just like, the something like that. Yeah, yeah. It was. I don't, it was, I don't remember. It was dude. Cadet and or Junior Regionals. But oh, okay. Joe Williams was about to go up in the finals against. Uh, I forget yeah. who was, and, and I used and I was a big fan of Joe Williams. I was so. I had I walked up to him and he had his head his Walkman on right and he was sitting down and uh, I walked up to him I was like uh, Joe can I get your autograph? And he <laughs> took off his, he's like what? <laughs> can I get your autograph? He's like no. Nah. They fucking got up. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Arby, hook me up, please. Ew. Oh, it he got up and walked away. It wasn't me. <laughs> he got up and walked. This is how much it affected my youth. See, oh. I got to use a cuss word. Joe Williams, you ruined his childhood. <laughs> he ruined my childhood, man. He walked away and it was like, <laughs> made me sad, dude. I was like, oh, well, well, then, but then when you get older, you understand why he probably didn't get the autograph, right? So I was like, yeah, wrestling. So I was bothering him right before the finals. So my bad, Joe. If you're listening to this, I apologize, Joe. Okay, one day you'll listen his, to this. You heard his feelings. He had to swear on our podcast. I'm sorry. Chris Lopez. I only dropped the S word that I still don't believe I dropped. Well, but you uh, just but dropped that I one. I am so sorry. Uh, please. Oh, my goodness. Harvey. Wow. Hook me up. Please, Harvey. Wow, Harvey. Make it the, biggest, the, bo- make it the biggest bleep you've ever made. <laughs> Anyways, man, we are out. Episode 21 was awesome. We'll be back episode 22 with Coach Jason Welch, San Francisco State, next week. So uh, we're out. See ya. Bye. Bye. Recording. Stop.